0: Hi, friend. Welcome to the Social CEO Podcast. I'm Ashley, esthetician turned social media marketing coach and content creator. This podcast is home to industry-leading, non-conforming, creative, and driven women entrepreneurs. If you're here for the unfiltered girl chats and deep dives into all things social media, content creation, and entrepreneurship, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, friend, and welcome to another episode of the Social CEO Podcast. Okay, today's episode is just, wow. It is such a good one. Now, before I introduce our special guest, I do want to give a disclaimer and a bit of a trigger warning. Today's episode is a little bit heavier. We're going to be covering mental health. Anxiety, depression, our testimonies and our stories regarding those topics. You want to skip this episode? I 100% support that. So I did want to give that disclaimer first. However, if you are struggling with your mental health or anxiety or depression and you are looking for some hope, then this conversation could be a huge blessing for you. And our prayer is that this episode would reach the right. People. So, anyway, now that we got that disclaimer out of the way, today I am interviewing one of my good friends, Kaylia. I've been following Kalia for, I don't know, probably like four years now, and we have connected and kind of got, gotten to know each other over the last couple of years. And Kaylia is just a powerhouse. I love her so much, and you'll hear me say this during the episode, but she has been kind of like an older sister. To me, I just look up to her so much. She is an amazing woman entrepreneur, and she is an even better woman of faith. And she is just such a good example of what it looks like to not only build a successful business, but doing so with the Lord and with Jesus. And she's just an amazing woman overall, and I'm so excited for you to hear from her today. And she's going to be sharing her journey as an entrepreneur while struggling with mental health and oh my gosh, it is just such a good episode, and I'm really excited for you to hear from her. So without further ado, here is Kalia. Okay, I am here with Kalia, and oh my gosh, it has been a journey to get on this episode and start recording. We had some tech issues, but we're here and we are so excited to record this episode. And just before we hopped on, we were chatting about how Kalia, you have been all over the place. I feel like <laughs> you were just in Europe and then you were in New York and then Vegas and like you have been a busy bee. So let's start there. Tell us who you are, what you do, what you've been up to. Give us all the tea.
1: Yes. Well, first of all, so excited to be here and to finally get on the recording. Oh my goodness. Like you said, the tech issues that we were having and I... (laughs) like the enemy does not want this episode out, does not want people to hear this conversation. So I'm so excited to dive into everything. But hello, everyone that's listening. My name is Kalia and I have a talent agency where I represent different content creators and influencers and help them leverage their personal brands through brand partnerships and monetizing on social media and UGC and speaking engagements. And then I do a lot of consulting on the other side for the brands that are wanting to leverage influencer marketing in their business. I host events. I'm getting back into speaking so i've definitely been everywhere just networking making connections putting myself in different rooms and around different people that i want to connect with so been staying you know staying very busy for sure but in lots of good ways
0: Yeah. And you recently announced that you were kind of like pivoting a little bit because when I found you, you were doing a lot of brand partnerships and negotiation and kind of a lot of content and education around that. And I actually took your program into it, which is amazing. So you recently kind of started pivoting and doing a lot more education on other things. So could you talk a little bit more about that and like what you have been up to with that?
1: Yes. So I made a huge pivot last year in 2023. And it was after I had gotten this dream brand partnership. They were one of the brands that had always been on my list of people that I wanted to work with. I landed them. I was so excited. And it took me a very long time to do the content because I was kind of trying out a new format of content. I was doing like kind of the, the podcast style content. And after that, I was just like, wow, I do not enjoy this, the content for brands as much as I used to. And I felt like Through reflecting on that, because it was a very shocking thought that came to mind, I started reflecting and I was like, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to show up and create content on? And it was the next six months following that collaboration where I realized, wow, I felt very boxed into feeling like I can only ever talk about brand partnerships or only talk about pitching and negotiating and contracts. I can't talk about how to build a profitable personal brand or show up on social media or host events or get speaking engagements or network or all these other things that I really enjoyed as a business owner. And so I decided at the end of last year to make a, I call, I feel like expansion is more of what resonated with me word wise. Cause I really was concerned about calling it a pivot. Or seeing it as a pivot because I didn't want people to think that I was never going to talk about brand partnerships again, but I needed people to understand that that wasn't going to be the only thing I was discussing. So in that, I decided to expand to talking more about holistic business topics like the networking and personal branding and you know building a personal brand and all of that. And it's been so fun and also so freeing to realize that I can fully step into who I am as a CEO and who I am having both a personal brand is a business. And then also the agency is a business having both of those and knowing I could talk about all of them, but knowing that my agency is focused on landing brand partnerships for creators. I didn't want to lose that or feel like I couldn't talk about it if I decided I was going to say pivot. So I really positioned it as an expansion into discussing more things. And it's just been so freeing. And I talk a lot about this online, but I really believe that our niche should be our personal brand and who we are, that we are the niche. And so that really connected with me. And so now I've been talking about kind of everything under the sun that makes me me as an individual, but also me as a business owner. And the traction that we've been getting and how it's been resonating with my audience compared to when I was only ever talking about brand partnerships has been nuts. It's been so fun. And again, just so like freeing and so fulfilling to know that I don't have to just talk about one thing. Yeah,
0: I love that. And you are killing it. Like I, You are someone who I look up to so much, not, not just as a business woman, but as a woman of faith and just seeing how you really incorporate your faith into your business. And just, I don't know, I just- I kind of look at you as like a big sister, like you were so oh. inspiring. And I just love everything that you do. So I am so proud of you. And I just nice. have loved watching your growth over the last couple of years. And one thing that I really love about you is that you were so open with your story and your journey, how you got started kind of struggles you've gone through. So could you share with us a little bit about how you got started and maybe some things that you have struggled with, just essentially your whole journey as to how you got to where you are. And one thing also that I love about you is that you are very open about struggles with mental health, which is something that is not talked about enough in the online space. And in our industry, I feel like people sometimes just treat their Instagram as this highlight reel, and they don't show the behind the scenes and what you're actually going through. So that's something that I also really love about you is just you're just so open about all that. So could you tell us a little bit about your story and entrepreneurship and how your battle with mental health has
1: kind of like affected that? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words. I'm really truly honored by that. And I feel like you are like a little sister to me. So I just (laughs) love it. (laughs) But yeah, I love talking about mental health. I love talking about my story. And, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to share it on here for your audience as well. And I hope that it just serves as such encouragement and hope for those that are listening that have, you know, also had their own mental health. You know, journey or battle, or still going through that currently. So I'll have to, we'll kind of rewind back to when I was 14. And 13, 14, I was living in Ohio. I come from a split family home. So my parents were never together. They were never married. So I never felt like I was a child of divorce, but I also never felt like I really belonged anywhere. I felt very transient as a kid because my dad lived in Florida. My mom, I lived with my mom in Ohio. Going back and forth wasn't an hour to drive. It was a flight across states. So two and a half hour flight, you know every other holiday or every other summer or certain times during the year. And so I really struggled with not feeling like I belonged and that I really had a home because I was constantly feeling so back and forth. And then when I was in middle school, which we all know middle school is just <laughs> middle school and it's, <laughs> bucks, you know, and I was super tomboy. I, I still am. I, I like to say I'm like a girly tomboy now, but I played every sport under the sun all of my friends were dudes. I just got along better with men than the girls. I felt like there was just so much drama and cattiness and I just didn't want to deal with it. And I got bullied a lot for being loud, for talking a lot, for being outgoing, for hanging out with the guys instead of hanging with the girlfriends. And the girls misunderstood that. And then I would come home and I didn't have a great home life in Ohio because unfortunately, The, uh, guy that my mom had ended up marrying her first husband, he was not a great guy at all. And I won't get into too many details on that just out of respect for her, but not a great guy. And so I would go to school and get bullied and then I would come home and be in a very difficult environment. And that really took a toll on me to the point where I fell into a really deep depression. I struggled with severe anxiety. I had generalized anxiety disorder, which is what I eventually was diagnosed with, uh, about six months after this incident. And then I that developed into self-harm. That developed further into then having suicidal thoughts to then having a suicide plan. And when I was 13, almost 14, I had been talking pretty consistently with our school counselor, which thank goodness we had when I was going to a public school, middle school. And I came in one day and I see God's hand on this now, but It's so crazy to look back and and talk about and think about because I'm so far removed from that and God has healed me so miraculously. But I'm just like, what was I thinking? I went into this counselor's office and I was like, yeah, I plan on taking my own life, like very casually talking about it. I was like, here's my plan. I'd planned to OD. I had the notes written. I had everything kind of like set up. And she just like sat there and listened to me, like didn't raise any red flags or anything. But she was like, you know, I appreciate you opening up about this to me and telling me everything. And she was like, I just got to make a quick, you know, give me one second. I'll be right back. She had called the police, called my mom and I was Baker acted. So I got involuntary, involuntarily admitted into a hospital for nine hours where they ran a bunch of, bunch of tests on me to test me for mental illness. They were like, yes, you are crazy. <laughs> like something is not <laughs> right with you right now. We need to have you checked into a mental hospital. So I ended up getting checked into a psychiatric hospital for five days. I spent five days there. And so that's, you know a very overview of what happened and through that on at towards the end of my time in the psychiatric hospital there was a conversation where i basically begged my mom to let me move down to florida and to live with my dad just to start over because i just couldn't fathom the thought of having to stay in the home environment but then also go back to school where i was being so severely bullied and She agreed to let me go live in Florida. And I just found out two years ago, it was actually only supposed to be for a year. And because I got so much better after living in Florida, she never requested that I came back, which was super incredible on her end, you know, because I'm her firstborn. I'm the firstborn for both my parents. And to know that she was like, You're so much better. And I obviously want you with me, but allowed me to live there because it was best for me. It just shows like, moms are amazing. <laughs> yeah, And so from that, that summer that I ended up moving down to Florida, my uh, stepmom and my dad ended up taking me to a youth camp for the church. And I didn't grow up understanding Christianity in full. I didn't grow up realizing that you could have a relationship with God. I thought it was religion and you have to do the right thing and be the best person. And like, you can't come to God unless you have like everything figured out and your life all together. I didn't mm-hmm. understand having a relationship with the Lord. And so it was through that youth camp over the summer that I truly understood what that looked like and that that was a possibility. And it was in praise and worship that God just wrecked me. I'm like on my knees, bawling my eyes out. And he had spoken to me so clearly. It was the first time I had heard the voice of the Lord. He had spoken to me and said, you can continue going down this path or you can choose me, you can follow me and I will redeem your story. And it wrecked me. And it was that night that I dedicated my life to the Lord. And I had done it, you know, dedicated my life because hell sounded really scary when I was like six or seven, you know? (laughs) But that was the first time where I was like, no, I mean it and i'm choosing it because i i want you lord and from that point on from 14 to honestly up till 2020 so all through high school all through college it was a journey because i was so broken and i was in such bad environments for so many years that i didn't know who i was i you know knew what the word of god said but i didn't know how to live with it i was still struggling with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and you know still self harm here and there and so It took a really, really long time to now get to this point where I feel so healed and I can talk about it without completely breaking down, crying about it because I have been made new in Christ and he has redeemed that part of my story. And we always hear like the cheesy thing of like, "Oh, your story becomes your testimony, but it has. And so what happened in the midst from 14 to 2020, in college, I was 17 when I decided to start a blog. For me, what most people don't realize about the background of when I started and why I started it is actually because it saved my life. It was the opportunity to pursue something that was bigger than me, that wasn't about me, that could serve and help other people. And in doing that, it gave me something to show up for every day. Because I was, so str- I was struggling so hard to just show up for myself showing it for myself at that point wasn't enough it wasn't worth it to me but showing up for other people felt like i was doing something worth value worth of value and it, my business i always say like my business saved my life like all my friends know that and that's why legacy is so important to me but it's also something that has provided so much healing in my life because i've seen how god has moved in my business and through the people i've been able to you know share my testimony to and encourage and you know the ways that Just God has shown up through business, completely changed my perspective on everything. And so, you know, there's so many more details like we could get into on this of, you know, any of the nuances, but I'll wrap this context up of like how it's all intersected. Is now I'm so passionate about mental health and the fact that everyone has a story. Not everyone knows what that story is, but everyone's battling their own demons. You know, everyone's battling their own you know issues and frustrations and traumas you know that we don't always see because it's happening silently and I was the girl that always had a smile on her face and was always like I wasn't walking around like uh you know nobody ever realized how much I was struggling and You know, now, like, all glory to God, but I don't struggle with anxiety. I don't struggle with suicidal thoughts or ideation or depression or self harm or any of that. Or there are days where sometimes they get a little bit more anxious. And I'm like, yes, okay, I need to have more quiet time or I need to, like, what am I watching or what am I listening to that I need to be mindful of that's cultivating these thoughts? But God has really done a work in the renewal of my mind. And there's a song. Um, called sound mind. That's one of my favorites. And I was actually listening to it last night as I was just like praying over this conversation. And one of the lines in there is a sound mind is our inheritance from the Lord. And I was like, man, Lord, that's such a great way to explain where I'm at now is like my inheritance in you is having a sound mind. And it doesn't mean that there's not very real instances where people need medication for depression or anxiety, but it does mean that For me, I was able to get off of that. I'm not on any medication. And, you know, God just did like a full healing in my life on that. But the, again, the renewal of my mind, having a sound mind and is that inheritance, you know, from the Lord and my relationship with him. And so I've just seen like the radical difference of the way that I approach life, the way that I approach problems, the way I approach still navigating trauma that I'm still working through, still in counseling for, you know, like it's not a finished work. It's, it's still in progress. Right. But there's been so much healing that's taken place that now at 26, you know, over a decade removed from that, I'm a completely different person. The way I process things is completely differently. And I am so healed. Like God has just done such a redemptive work in my story, but that's where it all started. And so like my business really was born out of trauma and out of not being in a healthy place mentally whatsoever. And it's been really cool to see over the last nine years, just the growth and development into what it is now, because it's so different, you know, from where it started.
0: Yeah. Wow, that is so powerful. And knowing where you're at now and like knowing where you came from, it (laughs) is just I have chills just like how the Lord has really used your story. And yeah, like you said, turn that into your testimony. And I feel like and I know we've talked about this before, but you and I have very similar stories with like, Mm -hmm. bullying and mental health and childhood trauma and things like that. And so I really relate to, to a lot of what you said. And I really, when you said that your business gave you a reason to keep showing up every day, it takes me back. And I don't think I've ever told you this before. But mm-hmm. when I went through a really tough mental battle, like a year and a half ago, and it mm-hmm. it was one of the darkest times in my life, I just, mm-hmm. I felt so lost. I felt like I didn't really know what my purpose was. I didn't know what I was supposed to be. D- I just like, I was like, Lord, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And it was around the same time that you launched N2N. And I was praying about it. And I was like, Lord, I really feel called to this. I feel like, you know, this is an investment that I want to make. And so I did it. And I went through the program. And it gave me a reason to keep showing up every day. It was like one of those things that (laughs) <laughs> oh my it's making me cry. <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I, I feel like I have a reason to show up, and I feel like I have this thing that I like want to do, and I want to get better at. And one lesson or one thing from there that I still remember to this day is your lesson, your first module with. Justin, yeah. where you guys were talking about like trauma and like your mindset and mental health and things like that, and I was like, "Wow, and that was something that I think the Lord really used to mm-hmm. heal my heart and so yeah, I don't think I've ever told you that before, but Entoin was such a huge part of my healing journey because it again, it gave me a reason to like keep showing up and um and now, a year and a half later, like the Lord has really used that time in my life too like in my business too. And I've said this before on social media, but so many of my students have come to me since I went through that, telling me that they are going through the same thing. And they're like, I'm struggling with my mental health. I don't know how to show up in my business. I feel like I don't have a purpose. I feel lost. And so it just like, it blows my mind to see how the Lord uses those things to, to minister to other people and to make a difference in other people's lives. And... I know that you have shared. I know I think last year you shared that you kind of went through a rough patch. You kind of were Mm. having these feelings of just like fog and you just were confused and you were trying to kind of find your purpose in your business. And so I really want to ask you how did you navigate kind of owning a business and then kind of struggling with your mental health at the (laughs) same time? How did you show up during those times? How did you change? like what you were doing in your business? Because sometimes it's, it's hard when you own a business and you're struggling with mental health, like you know you have to show up, but you just don't really feel like it. So yeah. like walk me through like what yeah. that
1: time was for you. Yeah, man, girl, you got me. First of all, you got me so, so emotional over here. I'm So, <laughs> I mean, like just hearing you say that like is why I do what I do. You know, it, even if it's just for one person, it's worth it you know, even just talking about this in one person hears it and it brings hope or encouragement or it allows them to be like, no, I can keep going, you know, like I can stay. Um, because like I shouldn't even be here if not for God, I really shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be alive, (laughs) you know, but like God has, God saved me, you know, and he pulled me out of that. Um, but yeah, last year, 2023 was really rough for me for sure. And I didn't, and I still haven't really fully opened up about everything that went on behind the scenes and why it was so difficult because I I hadn't felt fully released to talk about everything just yet. But it all started when I turned at the end of 2022, I turned 25 and I definitely felt like I had a quarter life crisis (laughs) because I'd been doing business since 17. And I felt like I still wasn't doing the things I was really passionate about. Like, Hosting events and speaking and working with brands and the way I wanted to work with them and the way I was showing up online. And I'd built this awesome community and got to do a lot of really cool things. But I went through this like moment where I felt like I had already, like the best had already passed because I'd gotten to achieve a lot of really cool milestones in college. Then I graduated at the end of 2019, 2020 hit. We all know what happened there. And it just felt like everything like went downhill for me. And I just really struggled with feeling very lost. Like what is my purpose now? And I'd grown up so much and changed so much. And I didn't know what that looked like. And so at the beginning of 2023, I was just like, yeah, this is like going to be the year and like things are going to change and all this. And I was like, girl, I got something else for you. (laughs) And um, thank goodness for that because 2023 was exactly what I needed. The Lord really took me to a quiet place in 2023. And it was very much behind the scenes. It was very much hidden. It was very much just he and I. My husband was traveling a lot, and that was really hard on us to not be together. We got married, you know, at the end of twenty twenty one. So it was just our second year of, you know, going into our, you know, second year fully of marriage. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel very lonely. I feel lost. I don't know. Who I am I, I I just was so foggy, I just felt like I was like going through the motions and I had to keep showing up because I had this business and I didn't want to just disappear, but I didn't know how to show up and so what I was doing behind the scenes like very tangibly was spending more time than ever with the Lord instead of just waking up and it was like okay, I have like an hour hour and a half, it was just like, Lord, I'm not even gonna put anything on my to-do list today and if it today's to-do list looks like just spending time with you, that's all I'm wanting, and that's all I mean and So, behind the scenes, I was just constantly in prayer, constantly journaling, constantly seeking wisdom from other people, like having really hard conversations, getting really honest with God. Like, the Lord showed me that I had a lot of pride and that had to be like broken off in order to move into what He had in store for me next. And so, it was a lot. I dealt with a lot of rejection last year. A lot. I felt like last year was just constant disappointment. And I didn't realize that it, wasn't just that like the Lord wasn't trying to penalize me and be like, Oh, well, you're prideful. So like, I'm not going to allow these things. It was more of, you're not ready to receive these things. And if you were to get them, they'd actually be detrimental to you. And I didn't understand that until mm-hmm. the end of last year. And so a lot of things were withheld. Like we had bought a house last year and had to get legal involved and didn't move forward on a house. And it was like a dream home for us. There was a lot of opportunities that I was given that were then taken away or you know there's no longer space for me and it was just i just felt like it was a lot of like almost last year and that was really hard for me and so i gave myself so much grace on a day-to-day basis and what was really cool is that last year was a dark place for me in a different way it was not dark where i struggled with depression and anxiety it was dark where it was really, really difficult. But because I had the relationship with the Lord that I did, I could see it for what it was from a heavenly perspective. And I was like, Lord, I'm in a valley right now. And it is rough out here and I'm struggling and I'm hurting, but I can feel your comfort. I can feel that you're with me. I know that there's so much that you're teaching me right now. And so I could still walk with my shoulders back and my head held high I wasn't like crouched down like god you know woe is me I was struggling for sure and it was really difficult but I knew the god that I served and I could see it for what it was and I knew that it was a period of refinement and so through that it was a lot of grace it was also if I didn't want to show up and I didn't have the capacity to I didn't force myself to I also didn't feel the need to explain to people what was going on hey guys I'm really struggling right now or hey guys I'm going to be MIA or hey guys like I've been MIA well I'm back now I didn't, I didn't, I knew I didn't have to explain because it wasn't about me and everyone else. It was about, it was between me and the Lord. It wasn't even between like me, my husband, and the Lord. It was like me and the Lord. Like we were like in that. And it was just really cool. Like I'm so grateful for that season of just quietness and time with the Lord. And yeah, hopefully I gave enough kind of like action steps, but it was just daily grace. It was prayer and intentionality with my time with the Lord, prioritizing that above all other things, not feeling the need to explain whether why I was showing up, if I seemed not myself, I wasn't explaining that. If I wasn't showing up as often, I wasn't explaining that. Still to this day, I've just been like, you know, it was a fog and here's what I learned from that. And here's how I came out of that. But I never came across like, you know, I just didn't feel released to share it. You know what I mean? I didn't have peace about sharing it and like having to explain everything. Um, And through that, that kind of led to like the expansion and things we were talking about earlier, and like where I'm at right now, which we can always get into. But yeah, that's what I was doing. I was just, letting it happen and going through it very fluidly with the Lord instead of trying to force myself out of that or force myself for it to like go quicker. I was just like, Lord, I'm going to sit in this with you because you're trying to teach me something and I want to learn it. I don't want to sit in this forever. So like, I'm, I'm open. I'm listening. Refine me, you know? And it was just last year was refinement and a whole lot of sanctification.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think there's just something so powerful about walking through those times with the Lord because it's it's so hard to explain and you don't fully get it until you've experienced it yourself. But when you're going through those valleys and when everything is going wrong and with, when you're struggling with your mental health and when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you yeah. just feel this overwhelming sense of peace. Mm-hmm it's crazy because you're like, you can just feel the presence of God there right next to you. Like when you're sitting there crying or when you have anxious thoughts or when you get bad news, it is just, it's such an amazing and powerful and overwhelming feeling knowing that like he has you and he has Mm -hmm. you in the palm of his hand. And it's just like, it's so hard to explain until you actually experience it for yourself. But it's it's just so cool to experience. Mm -hmm. And through everything you've gone through, not that you're kind of like on the other side, and you've experienced trials, and you've experienced just these hard situations in your life and in your business. How has that changed how you show up as a mentor and how you Help other women entrepreneurs because I'm sure it's changed the
1: way that you teach a lot. So tell me a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, totally. I love this question because it, it's funny. I've actually never been asked this question, but what I've gone through has radically changed the way I show up overall, especially when it comes to mentoring other women. And I think the first thing is you know you saw this in Into End, but we always talk about mindset first, and. Something that was extremely powerful for me to understand was the power of choice because we can either look at everything that we've gone through and say, This is a crutch, and this is why I can't do this, or I'm not qualified to do this, or my past because of my past XYZ, you know, whatever excuses and justifications that are actually, you know, it's logistically, sure, we can say that they're very valid, but we actually also have an alternative choice to say, Or I can take everything that I've gone through and use it to encourage other people or to bring hope or to share my story or allow it to change the way I mentor other people or the way I show up online or the way I run my business, that is evidence of overcoming the trauma and the trials and the tribulations. And so what I foundationally love to do with women is having them understand that the way that we are raised and the things that we go through does shape our outlook on life. It shapes our perspectives. It shapes the way that we approach business and life and relationships and community. And we need to first get to the bottom of why do we believe what we believe about ourselves, about how successful we can be, about money, about you know, why we can work with certain brands or why we can launch a business or can't launch a business or show up or can't show up. We have to uncover the root issues of those things. And once we get to the bottom of that, we can attack them head on because otherwise they're just always in the back of our minds and we're thinking about them, but we're not addressing them and looking at them in the face and being like, no, actually, you know, for me being a faith-based entrepreneur, like this is the truth of this is the lies of the enemy, right? I'm disqualified. My past disqualifies me. I can't do this. It's not worth. I'm not worthy of it. To what does God say about us? What is the truth of His word? And so that foundationally has really changed everything for for me and how I approach women is power of choice and understanding what are the lies that you're being told. How can we replace them with truth? Let's uncover the root issues of why we believe what we believe. Attack them at the root, so then we can build and like plant seeds and then ultimately flourish. And. It's also allowed me to have so much empathy and grace because to be honest, you know, I'm I love personality tests because I think they're fun. I don't think they're the end all be all because I believe that like we can be radically changed in like the Lord. And I don't like the idea of, well, this is just who I am and like I can't change it. It's like, no, we can, you know, like it's a choice too to like mm-hmm. how we show up and who we are. And like, you know, you know as well as I do that having a relationship with the Lord radically changes us from the inside out, right? And, but I love personality tests because I think they're fun. And so like, I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm also, I think it's like an, I forget on the Myers-Briggs, but whatever the commander is, I'm like very blunt. I'm to the point. I'm very honest. I can come across sometimes as, you know, very intense or sometimes too abrasive that I do not naturally have a lot of empathy, but because of what I've gone through and how the Lord has shifted my perspective, I now can look at other people and have empathy And be able to like meet them where they're at and say, you know what, today we had this on our agenda to talk about with business, but I can see you're really hurting and you're really struggling. And there's maybe a mindset block or maybe something went on in your home life, or maybe you ran into somebody from your past or whatever. Let's talk about that and let's work through it and let's navigate that. And you know, how does that affect our mental health? Because not every day we we shouldn't just be like trucking on. Well, we have this, like, just forget that because our mental health and where we're at there really sets the tone for everything else in our life and in our business. So it's given me a lot of empathy and understanding to also know when to challenge women to push past their limiting beliefs and to push past, like believe in themselves. And then also when to pull back and say, you just need somebody to talk to right now. And you just need to know it's going to be okay and that you're going to get through this. And you need more encouragement right now than you need you know, actionable education. So understanding the balance between the two. And then also just knowing that what we're doing here is so much bigger than ourselves. And so helping women always come back to what is the mission? Why are you doing what you're doing? And we hear that so often. It sounds so cliche, but sometimes we can lose sight of that in advance of achieving our goals and going after what we want and especially if like if you're like me and you're like high achiever hustler grind like I have like lots of things that I want to do in my life and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of everything that you know I do want to achieve then it can just be really hard to slow down for a second and take a moment and reflect on everything we have done so far everything we have overcome why we're doing what we're doing and so just taking those moments and allowing they're me to teach from a way that's like big on having, you know, work-life balance and taking care of our mental health first and pouring into ourselves, you know, so that we can pour into others. So those are some of the reasons, I mean, it's changed everything for me though. Like I will never be able to, even I think about how I was coaching three years ago or four years ago, and I'm just like, wouldn't do that today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wouldn't do that today. And so it's been really cool to see the change, but those are some of the main ways that you know, it's definitely altered the way that I approach women how I mentor them.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so cool too. It's something that I have implemented into my education and my coaching and my mentoring too, since I went through all of that. And just like you, I always, always, always focus on mindset first. And And a lot of my classes and courses, I spend like a whole hour on mindset before we hop into everything (laughs) else. Because the truth is like, you can give someone all the tools, you can give them step by step. This is how you build a successful business. This is how you secure brand partnerships. This is how you make more money. This is how you do anything. But if their mindset isn't in the right place, like, it's just not going to happen. It starts with your mindset. And it's so true how just the way that you're raised and your experiences and quote unquote traumas and just like all of that really affects how you make decisions presently in your business Absolutely. and and i think it's so powerful how you kind of take a different approach to business now and giving yourself so much grace and you know if you're just not there then you just don't even make a to-do list or yep. i i see really often some well not super often but I see you sometimes on your Instagram stories, you're like, well, it's 4pm. And I just started working today. Like I really prioritized my time with the Lord today. And I think that's just amazing, because hustle Mm -hmm. culture is so glamorized. Mm -hmm. And it's like working at 24 seven working 24 seven don't take breaks, like you got to hustle. And the truth is, that is just not sustainable. And it's not the life that entrepreneurs want, because you started a business because you want freedom, or you want to be able to make a difference. And like, You can't do that if you're working 24-7. So I love that that's something that you really prioritize now. And I know you kind of mentioned some action steps and some things that women can actually implement, but do you have any more advice or any tips that you would give to someone who's maybe listening to this and maybe they're struggling with their mental health right now or maybe they're feeling lost or they feel like they're in this haze and like don't really know? What they're doing, where to go, what would you say to them? Or even what would you say to yourself like 10 years ago when you were kind of experiencing all of that?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to answer this in two parts and try not to get emotional with the second of how would I talk to my 16 year old self? You know, oh my gosh. Um, For the first part, you know, what would I say to somebody that's in a, a fog or in a haze? Number one, talk to somebody. Please, I I am so pro-therapy, pro counseling. I was in counseling almost all of last year and I talked about it, you know, as much as I kind of could. And there are a lot of times I didn't talk about it because I was like, honestly, I am so wrecked after the session. I cannot be bothered to like get on Instagram or let anyone know. Cause I just want to like break the stigma that counseling is for people that are like super messed up or therapy. It's like, no, counseling is actually for super healthy people Mm -hmm. because you're investing in learning why you think the way that you do and breaking off, you know, all of the like you're you're literally reshaping the neural pathways in your brain when you decide to talk to someone and get help. And I did cognitive behavioral therapy, which was amazing. And if you need a good therapist, I know two. like Justin, Amanda, Justin, you know, came in and he has his PhD, but he's also a pastor and he's faith-based and he's just amazing. And so I, we can, you know, there's two recommendations right there, but talk to somebody. And if you're like, you know what, I can't, afford therapy or I can't afford counseling right now, but I like the idea of maybe talking to someone, find a trusted person that you can open up to that will pour into you and encourage you. Like I have my group of women that when I'm struggling and I'm down and all throughout last year, when I was like, guys, I'm like not depressed, but I just feel like I'm going through the motions and I just have extreme fog. I'm just like walking through this and it's not lifting. Can you please pray for me? Or can we get together so I can just talk or we can just like have some fun time together and not have to think about everything that has to get done or whatever. Find people that you can confide in. Find people that you it's a safe place for you to open up in. You know, and I'm so grateful that I have that with my husband too and there was so much that he and I walked through together and he was really able to be that support for me. But if you aren't married or you're not with anyone, find girlfriends that you can chat with. And besides that, I would also say, you know, We've talked a lot about just intentional time in the word. I think a lot of times we can look at spending time with the Lord as a box we have to check off on a day-to-day basis, but there's truly nothing more fulfilling than time with him. And there's nothing more productive, honestly, than time with him. And that radically changed me where you know, I really looked at it as like discipline over motivation because there's a lot of times, honestly, even to this day that I'm like, no, I actually don't want to open up the word. I don't want to do a journal entry. I don't want to pray right now. You know, like I'm human. And so I have to pray against that and be like, no enemy, I'm not going to, I'm going to be in the word, you know, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do that. Like, but I have to make sure I create the space for that. And I have the margin for that because I am very busy, you know, and I can often think like, well, I just have stuff to do. And like, I don't have time for that, you know, and I have to force myself to slow down. But having that time with the Lord, like he knows you better than anybody, you know, and the way that he can speak to you is so personalized and exactly what you need to hear and so something I would often pray is like, Lord, I want to hear you, but also I want to hear you through other people. And it was really cool all throughout last year that I'd have friends randomly text me and be like, hey, thinking about you and just want to send you this verse. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. Or I'd have a dream. That was like directly from the Lord, or I'd see something on social media and I was like, Lord, you definitely put that like on my feed. Cause I needed to read that or I needed to watch that video. Right. But just being in prayer, like being in worship, like, you know, just spending that time with the Lord. I would say those are my, my few things. It's like, if you can go to counseling or therapy, do it. If you can just talk to someone, like find your people, get people that you have a safe place to talk to and talk with and be intentional about your time with the Lord. Prioritize that above all else. And then in terms of what I would say to my now 16-year-old self, which is, I can't even believe I'm 26. I still, I, sometimes I feel like I'm 35 and other days I'm like, <laughs> I'm 15, you know, <laughs> I'm so young. But what I would say to her, because this is, it's funny, I actually graduated high school at 17. I graduated a year early. And so this was, I would be 16 and I'd be like at the end of high school when I was struggling, I would say to own who you are in the Lord. I definitely hid who I was and tried to like really quiet myself or make myself more likable because I am loud and I have a lot to say and I can be just too much for some people sometimes. And I've been told that all my life, like you're just a lot, you're too much. And so I would really like, you know, quiet myself and taper my personality down, but just own who you are in the Lord. And also know that God's going to use this. And my life verse is Romans 8, Got to work out everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And what I realized over the last few years is like, even with the enemy intended for evil, God will use for good. And so I would hold on to that more of being like, you know what, Kalia, you're going to get through this because you have the Lord and you're not relying on your own strength. Like don't rely on yourself, like lean on the Lord, rely on him, own who you are in Christ, own your identity in him because he made you who you are and know that all of this is going to be used, that none of these moments are going to be wasted. All of it is going to be serve a purpose and it's going to be for, you know, my good and God's glory. That's what I would probably tell myself going into everything and then everything that followed. I love that question. Wow. I'm going to be thinking about, I gonna have to like do a journal entry or something about that later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. This was
0: such a good conversation. I am so glad that we got to chat. And again, I just think you are so inspirational and I just love hearing your story and I love seeing everything that you're up to now (laughs) tell us where we can tell us what you're up to now like what you're working on you have so many you have literally so much going on all the time I don't know how you do it (laughs) so tell us like what you're up to where we can find you how we can work with you just give us the whole round down
1: all the things it's funny you saying like I have a lot going on in you know Honestly, I kind of alluded to this a little bit, but after I got out of the fog, to give some context for this, I got out of the fog, you know, a few months. This was like September of last year. And through those last few months of the year, I just really committed that going into this year, into 2024, that I would go after every opportunity that I'd been sitting on for so long, that I felt disqualified for because of my past, that I felt I wasn't worthy enough because of my past that I felt like I couldn't do or it'd be weird if I did because I was only talking about one thing. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for all of it. I'm like, I don't have kids yet. This is the time. If there was ever a time for me to like go after everything, like the time is now. And so I'm just going to full send it. Why not? And just see what happens. And like maybe it won't work and I'll get rejected again, but like I'm okay and I'm prepared for that because I just want to keep... Going, I don't want to keep waiting for things to happen, right? I want to like go after these opportunities that I want, and so that's why I've been like so busy because I've been, you know, managing my personal brand and going after speaking engagements and podcast interviews, things like this, where I get to have awesome conversations like this. Going after events that I want to host or events that I want to, you know, attend, networking, building connections, like really showing up as a true CEO versus just a content creator. And it's not that being a content creator or it's just a content creator is bad, but I was just. Very much playing small for me personally. I was playing small for a very long time, and playing it safe because I was afraid of going after what I wanted. And I got in here so young that I was concerned. I just I feel very young in this industry still, even though I have a lot of years of experience. I'm just like, who am I? Like you know, 26, like trying to go after these crazy things. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna own it. And like my word for this year is confidence. And not confidence in who I am and what I've achieved, but confidence in Christ, confidence in my identity in Him, confidence in His Word, confidence in what He said, confidence in how He's made me. Like one of my friends joked and was like, "It sounds like God' confidence." And I was like, "Kind of cheesy, but yes, <laughs> yeah, pretty much." So confidence, and so you know, being busy. Like I, I'm not treating it as you know, busy being like a badge of honor or being busy to be busy. It's I'm being so intentionally productive about what I want to go after, because for so long, I haven't gone after these opportunities. And so now I'm taking every moment, you know, to chase after them. So anyway, uh, context in terms of what I'm doing now is some of those things, the personal brand and my focus this year is actually scaling my talent agency, Alora society that I co-founded with uh, my friend, first colleague, second Mia. She and I are scaling that. So we're hiring new talent. We're working with new brands. We're, you know, doing some white labeling of different services for people that we really trust, service service providers that we're working with. And yeah, just like growing that side. So that's been like a huge focus of me showing up as the true CEO of that and of my personal brand and just owning it and owning being like boss woman. I like felt weird about owning it before. Anyway, that's a whole nother episode. We, you know, to be unpacked (laughs) later. But yeah, so I'm doing that. So in terms of like where to find me, I'm most active on Instagram. So at Kaylee and Nicole on Instagram. Laura Society has an Instagram too. We're not as super active on there. We're still gonna we're gonna grow that eventually this year. But uh, on Instagram, please, if you listen to this, slide into my DMs. I would love to connect with you. I'd love to say hi and chat with you. And I hope that this, you know, encouraged you and just brought some hope. And yeah, in terms of like how I can help or how you can work with me. I do offer very quietly behind the scenes, you know, one-on-one coaching and different consulting. Even if you're a brand, you know, that's listening to this, but I also have a lot of digital resources and digital courses. And if you're also looking for like management as a creator influencer, and you're making 70 K or above from brand partnerships in the last 12 months, then I'd love to talk about like representation with you. So some of those ways, but like best way to just casually connect with me is definitely over DMs on Instagram. I hang out there a lot. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Definitely go follow Kaya. She is amazing. I love I just love her so much. And I love you. <laughs> as if you're a believer and you just like you want someone to kind of look up to and just like a really good example of someone who is leading their life and business like holding on to the lord kaylee is an amazing example and if you're not a believer even if you just want to follow her as another business owner and someone to look up to she is just amazing and she's just thank so you. good at everything she does oh <laughs> <my> <laughs> gosh, about that? she's okay. amazing <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and just sharing your story i know that it's like It's so vulnerable and it's such, it can be a heavy topic. So I really appreciate you just being an open book and coming on here and share your story and just giving hope to everyone who's listening. And yeah, I just really enjoyed our conversation today.
1: Oh, yay. Well, thank you so much again for having me and just giving me the opportunity to share my story for everyone that's listening. I hope it does just encourage you and, you know, just lifts you up because, If there's one thing I could like finalize and say is that it does get better and life is worth staying for and you matter so, so much and your story is not over there. You were made on purpose for a purpose. So if you're listening to this and you're just in a really dark place, I just want you to know to not give up, to keep holding on. And if you need someone to be a cheerleader, I think we can both attest that we will be your cheerleader. (laughs) Yeah. We got you. uh, you We got you. But just keep going because it really, it does get better, you know? And I hope that this conversation is a testament for both of us, you know, that it does get better, you know? And there is so much light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Wow. What a powerful episode. I just got done editing this and I have chills. It was so cool getting to hear Kalia's story and see where she came from and where she is now. I just think it's such an amazing testimony of what the Lord can do when you trust him and when you put your life and your business in his hands. And and I'm just so glad that Kalia came onto the podcast and, and was willing to share that. I did want to end this episode by telling you again, like Halia said, that you are just so loved. You are so important. You have such an amazing purpose for your life. And if you are going through something difficult or if you are struggling with your mental health or whatever it is that you're going through, just know that you are so loved and you are so important and it really does get better. It does get better and it is so worth staying. I love you, Jesus loves you, and you are just so important. I will link some helpful resources in the show notes, so if you are struggling with your mental health or if you are looking for some resources, make sure to check out the show notes. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode or if it was helpful or if it touched you at all, I would love it if you DM'd Kalia and myself and you let us know how it impacted you. And just know that I am so thankful that you're here. I love you so much and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Social CEO Podcast. If you loved tuning in, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review and follow along at www.ashleytapia.co. See you soon.